What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and if you are looking for a Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused undergraduate education, then look no further than Texas Baptist College, which is right up the road from Cousins Barbecue in Fort Worth, Texas. TBC is dedicated to providing trustworthy Christian higher education to undergraduate students, no matter where God calls them. In April 8th, you have the opportunity to explore everything they have to offer at their spring preview day. Students and parents are invited to tour the campus, talk to the faculty, explore degree offerings, and meet fellow students. And spring preview day is free. So go get registered today at texasbaptist.com forward slash preview that is happening on april 8th i believe and kyle neither one of us are interested in an undergraduate degree and our kids are a few years away from maybe yep. that being on our radar it's getting there though uh i know for yeah, both of us keeping and, up pretty close <laughs> uh, but grateful for for that opportunity for our listeners if they have a child or someone in their church that would be interested in higher education. And today we're not talking about higher education. We're talking about something that is certainly close to home for me, uh, but it's an article that you wrote, so it's close to home for you too. We're going to talk about local associations. We've talked about that before, but you have recently, in fact, I don't see the actual date, but it's the last couple of days, uh, today. <laughs> today, yeah, we're live today. You wrote an article <laughs> on the three big values of local associations like i talked about we've we've discussed this this is kind of that first level of cooperation for yep. churches and southern baptist life and so you might be listening to this in a presbyterian methodist something like that we don't know what you do uh we just don't but for us as southern baptists we have the local associations that cooperate together usually geographically and then of course there's the state convention which as it sounds is for the state uh, level kind of cooperation and so forth. And then, of course, there's the national side of things, the SBC that exists in June, of course. And uh, that is, of course, where we have the IMB, NAM, seminaries, all of that kind of stuff. So we're going all the way back to that first level of cooperations today, cooperation today in this chat on some of those three big values therein. And let's set it up first. Like I've mentioned, you know, I'm a I'm a DOM. I, I serve First Farmersville as one of the preaching pastors and, uh, and love that. We've both been pastors. Now you're serving NAM in an uh, awesome role, which we talked about last week with the Replant Hub. And uh, now with my role, of course, I get to lead an association or serve an association. And before we came to our present roles, we were together, usually driving together all across Southern New Mexico to get to the various associational meetings. Uh, let, let's set it up by talking about kind of the value that we had as pastors in the local association when we were back in New Mexico. Yeah, well, the local association I ideally should help cut down on the isolation of ministry, right? Which, I mean, so yeah, you and I would, would typically meet somewhere and then drive uh, because we we served a not a large association as far as the number of churches. I think we had 23, 24 churches in the association, but a very large association when it came to the uh, geography of it. It was spread over a whole lot of miles. Um, and uh, and so, I mean, those were, you know, th those were when we first started monthly, 
Um, and then they shifted to quarterly, but those were times for us just to get together with folks from around the association from around Southern New Mexico and build relationships, find out what they, you know, what was going well in their church, what, what struggles they were experiencing, how we could be praying for one another, encouraging one another. And, and really, I mean, you, you know, that's, as you mentioned, that's the first level of partnership when it, when it comes to the SBC, um, is the, the 1,200 local associations that are that are scattered across North America. And then, of course, we have 41 state conventions and then, um, you know, the, the national entities as well. But, but the local associations are where really the rubber meets the road as far as uh, partnerships and, and relationships are built in SBC life. Yeah, and so thank you for going ahead and giving us the first two of those <laughs> yeah, values. Well the, well, the first point is is relationships are formed in yeah, the local so, association. So number one, relationships are formed in the local association. And you share a story about how your ministry as a youth minister, music minister, then later as a pastor, that was always in a smaller rural context. And you touched on this a moment ago. Uh, let's talk about just some of the relationships we had, maybe even with with names, guys that you know, for us, we were younger in our ministry career. We were the youngest pastors in our association by a long shot uh, for for a while there. And, uh, you know, with that, of course, came, you know, as we shared in our book, uh, you know, we just had a few years at our churches. So we brought somebody on when we talked about persevering and, and staying for the long haul in our churches. We brought guys in that, had, you know, served their churches for decades. So So let's talk about some of the relationships that we had at uh, at our association there in, in uh, New Mexico and why that mattered. Yeah, well, one of the guys that we mentioned in the book is Hayden Smith, who's at First Baptist Church Carrizozo and has been there for over 30 years. And if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably don't know where Carrizozo, New Mexico is. Um, it's a town of, man, I would say a thousand is pushing it. Um, I mean, it's a it's a very small community. That's not close to anywhere um, that 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 you would know. Um, but but Hayden has, has served that community for thirty years. Um, he's in, he's uh, on the EMS. He's, he drives the ambulance. Um, I mean, he's just he's he's become a pastor not just to the church but to the community, and uh, you know settled into that role and didn't necessarily think he was going to be there for thirty years when he was called there, but um, has made a home and and God is certainly placed a call in his life to, as I said, beyond just the church to the community of Carrizozo. And even beyond that in his work as the EMS, uh, because their, their EMS coverage is a, is a big area in, a, in an extreme rural uh, yeah. spot in Southern New Mexico. Yeah. And, and that was neat. Of course, we had our relationship that was forged uh, through that even before I came to Mayhill when you had reached out and, and shared about, I think one of the first things you talked about was the local association, how even though we would be separated by, you know, 30 minutes from the closest Southern Baptist church in our association, I would be surrounded by several guys that had been there, done that. And so early on in the ministry as, and it wasn't early on in the ministry for me, I'd been in ministry for for almost two decades at that point, but certainly early on in my pastoral senior pastor role ministry, there were things that I was seeing for the very first time that these guys had seen in various iterations time and time again. And so you can share about those things and build those relationships. And what's neat about relationships is we know even with our own spouses, there are days that you have a great day and Michelle has a bad day and, and y'all can help one another and vice versa. And the same thing is true 
for pastors. And as we get together, there's guys that are going and blowing and God is blessing what they're doing. And, and they're able to share kind of how that's happening and what they're doing. And, and it might just be God is just working in spite of what they're doing. Uh, and then we have guys that are maybe ha barely hanging on by a thread. And, and those two can, can kind of balance one another out, lift the other up and, and kind of give some, uh, you know, clarity for the guys that are just going and blowing that it's not all of us, you know, we're all in this together. And, and that leads us then to number two, that partnerships are formed in the local association. Partnerships, right? We, we say we're in this together, yet we can tend to, you know, kind of isolate ourselves, just focus on our church, all of this kind of stuff, but we are truly better together. So why are partnerships formed in the local association and why is that important? Yeah, well, you know, we, we talk about... Um that throughout the Southern Baptist convention every year, we close somewhere around 800 churches. We, we say typically that number is between 700 to 900. So let's just average it out and call it 800. Um, and so churches were struggling uh, before COVID, right? I mean, that's why the replant team was, was formed uh, back in 2015, because we recognized that churches were struggling. Um, now you fast forward on the what, what we hope is the other side of a pandemic, right? We hope that the kind of the smoke is clearing now we've, we've come out the other side. Um, it, churches are struggling in, in many cases in, in much deeper ways than they were even before the, the pandemic, uh, just because of the disruption of the last two years. So um, the, the, the reality is either you, you as a pastor, if you're listening to this, you are in a struggling church, or you probably know of a struggling church in your area, right? Um, I mean, they're, they're all across the board. And so the local association, as we said, is that first level of cooperation. And so when, when a church is struggling, the first place it should reach out for help and resources is not Alpharetta, Georgia. The first place it should reach out is in its local association. Um, and in fact, I would say that the first place it should reach out is if there's if there are some stronger, healthier churches that have a, a heart for partnership in your community, start there uh, individually and then move to your local association. This should be the first place that we go for resources because churches in the local association understand the area. And in some cases, uh, you know, local associations can even be within the same, uh, the same city. And so the, the pastors there understand that city, understand the, um, the intricacies and the quirks that are, that are specific to that area. And, and hopefully they have a heart for their community and they want to see um, strong, healthy, gospel-centered SBC churches thrive and reach their community. And so there's some, there's some uh, built-in investment already in the community. And so start with your local association when it comes to searching for partnerships and then go out from there, right? To state convention and then to national entities. I mean, think of it as, as proximity, of course. Uh, you, you mentioned Alpharetta. Uh, it's a long way from Mayhill, New Mexico. Yes, it is. And, and of course, Alpharetta sent to uh, Catalyst for New Mexico. As we know, we've had, I think, both of them on the show, Chad Spriggs yeah. and Dennis Garcia. Chad being in northern New Mexico, so didn't have necessarily much to do with what we were doing yet you know we were friends and of course Dennis who was in southern New Mexico 
And you can look at demographics all day long and they tell us a whole lot. They're valuable. They are priceless when it comes to kind of planning and, and having a vision cast for a church planning effort or a strengthening effort. Uh, but the people in that local association and more specifically in those individual cities know the people that those numbers represent. And, and so it's that closer view uh, that we get maybe the bird's eye view from NAM and, and all of that kind of stuff, even our state conventions and so forth. But as you get closer and closer, you get a more intimate look at what those numbers actually represent and can help us make plans that, yes, we need to address blank, blank and blank because the numbers show us. But these people know true boots on the ground what is happening and what needs to be addressed when we partner together. And of course, you mentioned some things like VBS, you know, for, for us, all of our churches there and uh, our association in New Mexico were, were small to normative or, or whatever we would say. There weren't very many large churches. And, uh, and so finances weren't necessarily the best thing going for a lot of our churches. And VBS can be expensive, but we all work together. We, we made a plan to make our VBSs usually happen at different times so that we can share resources, share ideas, and, and all of that kind of stuff. You know, we talk about church planting, evangelism. There's all sorts of ways that we can partner. Now in my role, there's churches that are still struggling on the live stream side of things, how to do it better. And so I'm able to find this church over here that does it really well and can send one of their guys there to help, uh, you know, pulpit supply, uh, when, you know, there's deacon ordinations or, or more specifically, maybe minister ordinations, where usually that's where the association is involved. They send out a note and maybe the DOM goes or some other pastors go. And, and these are that, that proximity side of the relationships that make it much easier to partner and do great things to advance the kingdom, which then takes us to number three, local associations help local churches fulfill the Great Commission. After all, we've talked about this. This is why we're still on earth after we're saved. Uh, if there wasn't a purpose for us to stay, we would be raptured the moment we accept Jesus. But we're, we're left here to advance the kingdom. So let's talk about how local associations help local churches fulfill the Great Commission. Give us some examples, Kyle. Yeah, so you won't find local associations in the New Testament, right? This is, this is something that we've formed to help local churches uh, fulfill the Great Commission, to, to help them um, be successful in reaching their communities and, and to partner together. Um, and you certainly see the, um, the concept of cooperation in, in the New Testament when, when Paul is supported by multiple churches and you have churches helping uh, him plant churches all over the place. And so uh, local associations are a pragmatic way that Southern Baptists have organized to, to, to help churches fulfill the Great Commission. And we can do this in a lot of ways. We mentioned VBS, right? Churches can help um, you, if you're a, a somewhat healthier church, you can help a smaller struggling church with their VBS, either by sending your materials over or by sending people to help do that. Um, we, uh, I talked about, um, maybe even helping with like door-to-door -door evangelism. We could have a couple of churches that partner together and one, one Saturday a month, we're going to come over to your neighborhood and we'll go door-to-door -door and then, and another Saturday I'll come over and, and help us go door-to-door. -door. Um, one of the one of the big things I've seen associations do is partner together for mission trips where, you know, maybe you have a, a church um, that that has a heart for an area, but they, they just don't have the resources to to pull off a, um, a large mission trip all by themselves. And so we partner together with other churches in the association to have a uh, to have enough people to, to send to do a mission project 
um, somewhere overseas or even here in um, here in North America. You have lots of associations that have partnered together for things like disaster relief uh, to send people and resources into areas that have been hardest hit. And I know in uh, you know Texas and, and Oklahoma both have dealt with some tornadoes lately, and we're we're just kind of getting into that season. And uh, every year it seems like you know there's a tornado or a hurricane or something that hits and. And uh, people are calling for resources from all over the country to come and help. And, and local associations give us those partnerships to be able to help one another fulfill the Great Commission in a way that, in a more effective way than we could do by ourselves. You know, so it goes back to the cliche, we're better together. And, and I know the most recent example for us in, in Colin Baptist Association was the Stand to Reason conference at Cottonwood. And uh, so Cottonwood is a large church. Uh, I think number, numerically speaking, is a mega church. It's certainly a very large church, has the capacity to put on great events and so forth. But they also saw the value of them being able to do something that smaller churches are able to benefit from. And so they reached out to, to us and we're able to spread the word and people are bringing their youth groups to this and all hearing the gospel. Some of them bringing students that were hearing the gospel for the very first time. They were dealing with gender identity issues, with atheism, with suicide, some very heavy topics, all with this mission to, to ultimately advance the kingdom. And so they were able to do something that, you know, Mayhill Baptist Church wasn't going to put on, right? We maybe could, could live stream something like that, but, but we wouldn't be able to, on our own, put on a conference like that with the level of speakers and music they were bringing in. But when they partnered with the association and, and we partnered with them, then all of these other churches got to take part in it. And over 2,000 kids came and heard the gospel over a two-day event. And, uh, and it's just hard to beat that. And, and it also shows, again, that, yes, there's like maybe some friendly competition. You know, you and I maybe toss around, how many did you run? How many did I run? You know, and we have kind of that friendly talk about that kind of stuff. But, but at the end of the day, we are working together to advance the kingdom, not my kingdom. We're, we're trying to advance Christ's kingdom. And, and we do that together and we show a living witness to a lost and dying world. Kyle, any final words? Yeah. And as you said, I, I think that that preaches volumes, you know, um, because Southern Baptists specifically and, and evangelical churches more generally don't always get the best press, right? So if somebody's seeing a news story or, or seeing something on social media about the SBC, it, it's not necessarily positive, right? In fact, there may even be some, some in-house um, discussions that we're having that, that, that are getting picked up by outside sources. Um, but but when, you, when you have local churches that, that could be competitive, that could be um, you know, territorial, and they choose not to be, they choose to partner together for the sake of the gospel, that says something to the community about what we believe, right? That we are not, we're not enemies. Um, you know, we're not in competition with one another. We are partnering together for the sake of the gospel. And, and I just, man, that, that is, that's so important. And so in closing, I would say this, the, the key is to ask, what can our church do to help other churches in our area? You know, maybe, maybe your budget is not in a place where you can give money. That's fine. There are all kinds of resources that you can share. Um, 
in Alan McGordo, we, we, we didn't have any extra money. <laughs> there, there wasn't that. So, uh, but, salary, man. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I was, I was rolling in the dough. So, so there was no extra. No. <laughs> um, but we, we, we looked around and we asked, what could we do? So we were able to provide an office for another local pastor whose building just didn't have uh, the space for an office. And, and he just said that was a need that he had for, you know, a place where he could get away and study. Uh, we also, uh, sent some of our old Sunday school curriculum to uh, to a church, and they were thrilled to get it, especially kids' stuff. Um, so, you know, look around and ask, what can we do? How can we help partner Be, beyond just going to a, a, an association meeting every month or every quarter? Uh, what can we do to help support some struggling churches in our area? Just like there's no perfect people, just like there's no perfect churches, no local association is going to be perfect. There's going to be things that make you facepalm, things that make you celebrate, and everything in between. But they are a wonderful group of churches who can work together to build relationships, as we said, create partnerships, and help one another fulfill the great commission. We're glad that you took the time to listen in. If you're a Southern Baptist, we encourage you to plug into that that first level of cooperation as a Southern Baptist. If you don't have one in your area or are unsure, reach out to us. We can help you find one that you can plug into, the one there by you that you may not be aware of, or help you navigate how, how to really even get involved. Maybe it seems like it's a hard to to kind of crack into network and uh, and we would love to help you with that uh, but until next time may your coffee be as black as the new york yankee soul and as bold <laughs> as the gospel we declare what's wrong with you people <laughs>